This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. It's really funny because when I watched it, I went, oh my gosh, I have a dildo that's exactly like that. And I talk about it on my podcast, the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I talk about that dildo quite a bit. I would consider myself sort of, if it's taboo, you can definitely make sure that I will be talking about it. I have talked about it. I continue to talk about it, whatever it is, you know, whether it's dildos, period sex, just the smell of your vagina and how vagina just or guys and their funky spunk when you have a really really deep love and deep connection with somebody it doesn't go away you don't just turn it off it's not like a light switch i wish it was that would be so much more easy i don't feel that just completely shutting off as a sexual being is is a good thing and I'm way happier. <laughs> I am way, I'm a much nicer, kinder, happier Layla with all these orgasms. And when you have that perfect polarity between that masculine and that feminine, not only, you know, are you both gonna be real happy, but the chemistry is incredible. You also will have a relationship that doesn't fizzle sexually. You're always hot for each other because there's that tension and that rub always going on. They don't want to address the elephant in the room, which I think is crazy. Like, I, you know, like how could you be with somebody and not have sex and just not then even talk about it? Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Well, I hope everybody's doing great on a Saturday. I'm excited about this episode. Let me just give you a little, I'll outline it for you. As you know, I do guest on other shows and I want to make sure that you guys get to know these other podcasters because they're great people. They're working hard. I want to support my fellow podcasters. And it's always fun for me to be on someone else's show because it's just a completely different dynamic. I don't know what they're going to ask me. We just sit there and chat and let it rip. Well, this first show that I want to highlight, I was on. And this podcast, it's a spinoff on one of my all-time favorite shows ever. The show is Sex and the City. And the podcast that I'm on is Sexed and the City. So that's S-E-X-T 
T, sexed and the city. Anyway, this gal's name is Samantha and she has me on. We just have so much fun. She brings on a guest and she highlights a specific episode of Sex and the City and you sit there and discuss it. Well, of course, it's great because it ends up being this juxtaposition to what's happening in the episode and what's going on with your life in reality. Of course, my life is, you know, spicy and rich in sexual goodness. And so therefore, it was just a great fit and so much fun to do. I can't thank Samantha enough for having me on. And again, I want to give you just a little bit of what we talked about. We kind of really got in deep about relationships and... I revealed a little bit. I think I, you know, I slowly reveal things over time. This is why it's so much fun for me to be on someone else's show. When they ask me something, I'll answer it versus it may not be something that I'd volunteer here on the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. So (laughs) it's always good, guys. Listen to when I do these quick little episodes where I'm highlighting other podcasts I've been on. If you really want to know more about me, that's the way to do it. So she did a great job at actually aligning me with a fantastic episode that allowed me to sort of freely just reveal, go a little bit deeper about into boyfriends and loves and people in my life and what that really means to me and letting go of people and how that works. Anyway, it was just really, really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think you guys are going to love it. All right, here it is. Hi, thank you so much for having me on, Samantha. I'm super excited. First of all, I'm a huge Sex in the City fan. And I've always have been. And uh, I also really have a lot to say about that dildo guy. So I can't wait to jump into that too. It's such a good storyline. I'm excited about that. Yes. Yes. That it's really funny because when I watched it, I went, oh my gosh, I have a dildo that's exactly like that. And I talk about it on my podcast, the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I talk about that dildo quite a bit. Okay. I... I had a feeling you were a Samantha. Is that true? Or do you feel like you relate to someone else with the girls? No, I, it's so funny because I mean, I've always been a Carrie. Yeah. I've always been, a, I've okay. always related to Carrie. Maybe more recently, I'm a little bit more Samantha in the sexual adventure side, but definitely I would be, I'm a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. Because your podcast is a lot about sexual exploration, which seems very Samantha. It's all about sexual exploration. That's, yeah. That is, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. It's really about when I started this five and a half years ago, when I started the podcast, it was really only meant to be for one year. And it wasn't actually meant to be just be ongoing. It was going to be for a year. And it was so that I could document what I was doing. It was really more like it was a personal diary for myself that I wanted to do this sexual exploring. I hadn't had sex in three and a half years. And I finally just said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to turn that around. And I made a sex bucket list. And I said, I'm going to devote the next year to really exploring all this fun stuff sexually that I've always wanted to do, or even 
remotely thought would be interesting. And and then I'm going to just for the fun of it, I'm going to document it. And then I'll be done at the end of the year and I'll go back to my vanilla life. And that's going to be that. Well, here I am five and a half years (laughs) later that obviously that wasn't that it caught on and with listeners and also with myself where it just ignited so much in me. And I realized how much fun and how important just making your sex life a priority is. So it stuck. (laughs) I love that you kind of treated it like your personal records and almost like a diary, but made it public because I think that's so much what Sex in the City is about is taking on taboo topics that people don't talk about in public and really just saying, hey, there's no shame in this. Like it's happening to everybody. Totally. I can't even, I would consider myself sort of, if it's taboo, you can definitely make sure that I will be talking about it. I have talked about it. I continue to talk about it, whatever it is, you know, whether it's dildos, period sex, just the smell of your vagina and how vagina, you know, just, or guys and their funky spunk, you know, which is definitely, <laughs> which is a episode, uh, you know, it comes up on Sex in the City. It's, uh-huh. it's just very funny. Yeah. I mean, I really, I just put it out there and I've had a lot of fun and met a lot of great guys and had a lot of great, fun, exciting sex. And, you know, it's just been a big adventure. Yeah. I love that because I always, I hate when people use the word normal and I'm like, there's no such thing as normal. Like you see like something society wants you to see, but everyone has their own normal. So just don't use that word. Yes, exactly. There is such a vast expansiveness. There's just such a broad umbrella when it comes to sexuality and people's preferences. I mean, the more I've gotten into this, the deeper you go down the rabbit hole. I mean, there's just some, there's some crazy kinky stuff. One of the things that I've learned and my listeners, when they listen to me, they know that at this point, I never say never because in the beginning I would say, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And then sure enough, I'd end up doing it. Not only would I end up doing it, I'd end up liking it and it would stick, you know, and it would be my new thing. Who knew that I would be into this kind of stuff? But you just, I think the idea is that you never know. And there's just, if as long as it's between two consenting adults, you're good. It's all, you know, it's all good. And I've tried to really kind of shift my vocabulary a little bit every time I talk about things. Like if I'm not really interested in it, I'll say, yeah, I just don't think that's for me. (laughs) Instead of saying, I'll never do that because I have had to eat my words. I don't know how many times over the years. So now I just, I just know better. It's like the age old, age old adage. Don't knock it till you try it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I yes, Agreed. Well, I thought you would be perfect for this episode because you've been on a journey and Carrie's kind of on her own in this. And so she goes to LA. She's really running away from big Aiden, her heartbreak, herself, just all of her problems. And her question of the episode is, I couldn't help but wonder, no matter how far you travel or how much you run from, can you ever really escape your past? So I'd love to hear how, as you continue on this like evolution and journey, what do you take with you from the past? Are there moments where you think you're you're clinging too much to old beliefs? And how do you challenge yourself to keep evolving and growing? 
Well, okay. I'm going to ask you to actually, I'll have you ask that again, because I wanted to just say how interestingly poignant that you have me in this episode when, I don't know if you know this, but I just recently moved across the country. I moved from California to Florida. And I really thought that my, I have a Mr. Big. He, I call him Mr. Big (laughs) on the podcast. He has been, and, and he's been my Mr. Big since like I first started watching Sex in the City, like this is my Mr. Big. And he's been around for a long time in my life. And, you know, he's that guy. And I just really thought, okay, I'm moving. I'm going across the country. And I think that means that we're over. And I really thought that that's what that meant. Well, I'm on day one of my drive and he calls me when I'm in the car and just like drops this bombshell on me. And I, I was podcasting in the car actually when, when you know, just record. I had set my microphone up and I was mm. recording. I told my listeners I would do this, and he calls during the podcast. Well, I ended up catching part of the conversation. I didn't put, I didn't air that on the show, but you hear the phone ringing and it's him. And then after I, I start to tell, you know, kind of breadcrumb the details to people a little bit. And I've never revealed what that big bombshell is, but you know, it was just like, why does it take somebody like moving out of your life for you to, you know, like what, what I was, I was there. You should have said this then, but we're still, you know, I kind of thought we'd be kaput, but we're not. So that's kind of been an interesting twist. And then just to go back again on the, you know, how far you travel, can you, can you, how much can you run from? The truth is nothing because I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to leave some of this stuff behind, some of these relationships with these guys. I've had other guys in my life that have been you know, very poignant along the Curious Girl Diaries, throughout the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. It really is kind of like a sex in the city where you've got different men coming in and out of my life. And some of them are very impactful and I've documented all of it. Some of them have been on the podcast. It's really been fun. But the ones that leave their mark on you. No, you don't ever get away from it. It just, you you take that with you or you really do. I kind of thought foolishly, I'm going to flee to Florida and I'm going to leave some of this stuff behind. Nope. (laughs) It always comes with you. It comes with you. It's a part of you. That's also such a big move because I mean, he tries to get away from Carrie and marry someone else and then realizes he can't be without her. Exactly. Exactly. And they're in the middle of this affair and how much they just cannot stay away from each other. And it's not exactly the same circumstance, but it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you just think you're not going to be in each other's lives. And then it's just like, you can't really stay away from each other. You can't get away from each other, no matter how hard you try. So I don't know when you have a really, really deep love and deep connection with somebody, it doesn't go away. You don't just turn it off. It's not like a light switch. I wish it was. That would be so much easy. But no, no, you're going to take it with you. What would you say are things like steps you can take for situations that you do need distance from? Like something happened. So how can you distance yourself from that and thinking about mindset changes? Oh, see, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble because I feel like there's no easy way. There was somebody else in my life that was probably made the biggest impact on me of anybody. And over this whole Curious Girl Diaries journey, and I still 
think about him. Like it's not, it doesn't go away. You just have to manage it until it fades. And that that only thing that, that helps that is time. And literally, I don't know that it's faded for me. I'm no joke. I was, this would be such a like, this could be a Sex in the City episode. I was like finding myself Googling like hypnotherapist. Like I want this guy gone, like out of my brain, like get him out. <laughs> I just need to, I need to move on. And I did, I did a, you know, very abrupt, like, okay, this needs to end and I need no contact. And it's been a year and it hasn't helped. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess when it's really, really deep, it's really, really deep. And then there's other guys that don't run that deep. And it's it's not even close to being this hard to sort of move on from. So I really believe it's having the right mindset, really wishing and knowing in your heart you want to release it, and then accepting it and being okay with it. So... I guess I haven't really wanted to release it. I did the motions, you know, the acts. Like I have, you know, I mean, we, uh, there's been no contact. When I say no contact, I'm super strict. I will hold myself to the, hold myself to that as awful as it is. And it is awful. It just, you just kind of have to let time do its thing. Yeah. Would you say that's the first step for someone trying to get over something is like, block their contact, delete it from your phone so you can't drunk dial it, unfollow them on social media and just like make sure they can't just randomly pop up to ruin your progress. I would say that's half of it. The other half, which which I'm sort of realizing maybe I didn't do as well, is then also you put the barrier up, but you could sit there and you're encapsulated in your own little barrier and still be thinking about them every day and still be... It's almost like you have this ongoing thing in your mind because they're still there with you every day, kind of like haunting you like a ghost. You need the distance and then you need you know the, the no contact. And then you also need to get the mindset right where you are... If they pop in your head, you're like, nope. And you kind of have like a better coping mechanism for switching to like, Okay, every time I think about them, I'm, you know, this is, I'm going to turn to this. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to sit there and let my mind ruminate on memories, wants, desires, any of that stuff. You have to very quickly be good with switching, switching your brain into a different mode. Kind of like, uh, almost like if anybody's familiar with training animals, like, you know, you kind of have to really quickly like break them of when they're focused and they're doing a bad behavior, you know, it's like, yeah. nope, you know, and they, boop, okay, they snap out of it. Like you kind of need that. <laughs> like somebody put a little zapper collar on me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, That might help. But yeah, yeah. You have to just, I think it's the, it's the psychology and then also the physical distancing and things like that. Yeah. Do you think like a set grieving period helps? Like, okay, I'm going to give myself one week to be sad about this. And then like, I'm going to start going on dates. I'm going to join a cooking class. I'm just going to distract myself. Well, I do think, yes, I do think creating new behaviors and new patterns helps. And there's a saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it. The fastest way to get over someone is to get under someone new. Yes, I've heard that. (laughs) Do you believe that? Um. You can fake it till you make it, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does help. It's at first, it's hard. It's brutal, actually. But you, over time, 
Yes, it does because you do start to do, it softens it. Yeah, definitely. Won't feel that way right away. It's like, think about it like exercising. Like, you know, when you first get back to exercising, it's like, ugh, you know, you don't like it. You don't want to do it. And then eventually two or three weeks into it, you know, you really start to crave the exercise, you want the exercise and you're just creating new patterns. So I sort of look at it that way. Although, you know, it's a little more complicated than that, but definitely it does help to keep yourself busy with other distractions. And if those other distractions happen to be good looking, then, you know, more power to you. Yeah. I don't even think it has to be physically getting under someone else. I think just like going out and reminding yourself, this isn't the only person in the world. There's an entire sea full of fish and just kind of working that muscle. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And just getting, you know, you get attention from other guys and then you or others, you know, and you kind of realize, okay, you know, there's, there's life after this person. And, uh, you know, I won't say for me, you know, I won't say that it's, it's been easy, but, you know, I just forced my, you know, just knew like, this is what I needed to do. So I don't know. And you know, what's so funny. The other thing, I'm sorry, I'm just going to jump right in and say this about the season that we're in. I don't like Aiden. I never liked Aiden for Carrie. And so... <laughs> I have- Hello, beautiful people. I'm here to talk about something that can truly revolutionize your life. Have you ever wished you could have access to pleasure-based sex education right in the comfort of your bedroom? Well, your wish is about to come true with Beducated. Beducated offers over 100 online courses from the world's top experts, bringing you the best techniques and skills to enhance your love life. Whether you're single, in a relationship, no matter your sexual orientation or gender, Beducated is a safe space for all. Try some of my personal favorite courses on Beducated, like how to make your partner squirt, prostate massage, and all the ways to pleasure a penis. You can master new techniques, reignite the spark in your relationship, and build confidence to explore new depths of pleasure. So why buy more stuff when you can invest in your sex life instead? Try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel at any time. No risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Get 60% off the yearly pass with my coupon code CURIOUS. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $6.66 per month. By the way, you can also gift your loved ones a personalized Beducated gift card. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code CURIOUS and join the Beducated family today. Remember, it's not just about having great sex. It's about being Beducated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To hear why, because they do portray him as the perfect boyfriend. Oh, I know why. I know why, because I've been with the perfect boyfriend and part of the Curious Girl Diaries and what I've discovered about myself is it's the guy that looks good on paper and he's never right because there's you can't, you're not going to connect with him and have that spark and that deep, deep passion and desire and that just overwhelming love and lust and chemistry with. And you can have that with, that doesn't have to be the bad boy. I mean, you can have that with the right person. And what 
I think a lot of women do is, you know, we're checking the boxes. And so we're like, that's what Aiden did. You know, he's like, he had all, he was the, he checked all the boxes. So, so looking back at that, if you could talk to your younger self, yeah, what encouragement would you give to her? What would you say? What would be the wording? Do you think that this was the correct path to go upon? Or do you wish that you would have done different things differently? Or is this, you're exactly happy with what you've done? No, I would say that instead of being, I don't really like to be on the far end of anything. So the far left or the far right. And I think that, you know, people should, regardless of the subject matter, maybe try to focus on being a little more in the far middle and get a little bit better balance. I don't feel that just completely shutting off as a sexual being is is a good thing. And I'm way happier. <laughs> I am way, I'm a much nicer, kinder, happier Layla with all these orgasms than I was. Just that, I call it the, the pit bull in panties. You know, that business woman was just <laughs> brutal. So yes, I... I would say get strike a balance, definitely strike a balance. So as you went through this, and of course, I've read that you've actually hit some things off of your bucket list because it was very, it was described in, in what you had information related out there. Yeah. Have you went from extreme to an extreme then? Even though you're saying, hey, to your younger self, you would say, hey, kind of play it down the middle. But have you went from what you called the dry spell to the extreme levels from one side to the other, if you don't mind me asking, of course. And anything you don't feel comfortable with, please let me know because we can always go, okay, too far. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, no, no. I mean, if if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I don't hold anything back. I know. I I don't know how open you want to be on this. Like I always tell people, I normally adjust to whatever you have going on. So whatever you want to share, you're more than welcome to. Yep, yep. I mean, the only thing, you know, like I think I've already told you is that I've stayed anonymous in doing this, which is, I think was the right thing to do. And I'm glad that I have. It just gives me go better with that kind of that layer of privacy between what I'm putting out there and how much, you know, the neighbor knows and all that stuff. So, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, lo- I love the website because the website, you don't know, because the moment you click on the website, all of a sudden a lady shows up. So automatically you think that's Layla, but then you flip yeah. through some more pictures and yeah. it's like, hold on, Different, there is yeah. not a reoccurring character on here. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And so I'm sorry. Now I got, I signed track myself a little bit. I think you were asking if just about the balance portion about right, the, the balance yeah. portion. And then have you went from one extreme to another? Right. So have you went from three yeah. and a half years dry spells as you worded it? And then all of a sudden you said you've hit goals on your sex bucket list to some extent. So has it been extreme to extreme? No, I have a really good balance with it. But what I've been able to do is I took my, basically, I just kind of sounds kind of funny, but I systematized my sex life. I took the same objective, you know, that I would use in the business world to, when I had a goal and I wanted to accomplish something, I handled it very systematically, just like that. And I made, I just decided, okay, you know, I have all these other goals, business, health, fitness, all this stuff. Why not put sex on that list too? So it's not the only thing, but it's a priority. And I work really hard to preserve it and keep it on there and not let it slip down with the importance. And I think that what I found through doing that was so many things I didn't realize about being in touch with your sexuality, that it creates kind of a ripple effect. I mean, other things spring off of that. You know, I feel like I'm a better friend. I'm a better partner to the guys that I'm seeing and with. And I'm more, you know, understanding. I'm more in my soft feminine side and not just this 
type A chew you up and spit you out. The other, that other Layla wasn't very fun to date, you know, and I couldn't understand too, because I was so rooted in, in that, why my relationships before weren't ever, they were good, but you know, like I could never get that closeness and the intimacy that I wanted that I, you know, I knew I wanted, but I just didn't know how to get there because I was basically just cock blocking myself, you know, I, for lack of a better word. I mean, I was bringing all this masculine energy and these are dudes, you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> It's like, who's going to be the boss? You know, it was like a fight over who's going to be the boss. And then if they're not being the dominant one or they're not being the quote unquote man in the relationship, then I'm unhappy with that, you know, and then I'm losing interest. And so, it, you know, I think that pattern that I had developed, you know, when I was younger kind of wrecked a lot of decent relationships. And doing this, fast forward to now, being able to do this and actually document all of it. You know, it really is like a diary to myself. <laughs> Other people get the benefit of it, but it's a diary to myself. And by doing all this, I was just able to see all these patterns and things and go, wow. And then also, oddly enough, found stumbled onto sort of a, you know, a sexual kink that kind of helped me put all the pieces together. And I was just like, ding, ding, ding. This is what I, this is what I need. This is how I'm wired. And this is why other things didn't work out. And now I know kind of the right partner for me. So there's a lot of stuff that you've said there that I would like that I want to unpack because there's so much. No, no, no. It's it's really good stuff. But when you look at it and you said at the very beginning that you almost strategized it as if you were doing business. Yeah. Are we talking like you're putting out scenarios where potentially you're going to try this out, see how it works and then move forward just like you would do in any kind of business plan? Are we talking that far? It's like having a business plan. It's like when you have a goal, you have to, you know, you have to come up with a plan. You have right, to the hypothesis, the test, and the verify. Plan, you have to you have to measure it. You know, you can't, if you're not oh, measuring. Hold on, what are we talking about here? Are we changing subject? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting, we're not, we, we can go into this direction, but you know. That you might can go any that. direction that you want. But no, I, I say that jokingly. I, I don't normally have opportunities to ask that question. So I figured yeah. I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Do you want me to answer the size oh, thing? Oh, no, 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 no. Answer whatever, whatever you want. No, but it's, it's just amazing to me that you had taken the approach of, actually doing it as a business plan or a hypothesis yeah, and a test and a yeah. verify because yeah. I will tell you that most people people when you get into the to the subject of sex, it's all about emotions. It's about how that feeling is at the moment. I mean you described some of that as when you were saying who's the masculine one inside of the yeah. relationship because yeah. that's going to play a factor in also as well. If I mean if you have the type A personality and you're bossing me around, I might be a little sh- I might shy off a little bit on when you're developing a relationship with me. Right. Yeah. It's like a boner killer. You know, if you're too bossy, you know, men don't like that. You know, I mean, some men do. Some men. I was going to say that some guys do. (laughs) But again, what I think the key part, the key to to all this really is just help me really understand where I'm happiest, what I like best. And it wasn't what I thought. And that's the funny part. It wasn't what I thought or what I, or or what I had been repeating over and over and just kind of going, well, gee, I don't know why nothing's working out. Well, you know, now I know it, it, it definitely, uh, shine some light on that aspect. And, you know, where I was, where I had some patterns that just weren't producing the results I wanted overall. So would you say that some of your sexual frustrations to an extent then were actually reflecting on the work that you were doing to an extent? Reflecting on? On your your job. So meaning that you were bringing some of those, we'll say, lack of releases or pressures from from not having sex into into the workspace. Mm, No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I think I'm just, I am... I realized, hey, I am a, a, a very driven, 
type A. I love business. I love just anytime someone even talks to me about their business, my mind starts like clicking, clicking, <laughs> clicking. Like I start wanting to help them and, you know, like Problem solve about yours. this. And yeah, I mean, like I just really love it. I really enjoy it. But what I realized is, is that I think for women, where I think where we get confused or where we kind of get, we run ourselves off in the ditch is that we don't understand that when you come home and when you're with a man, you got to take that hat off. It's okay that you want to have these goals and, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. And I'm, you know, I love all that stuff. But in a relationship, you need to know where your lane should be. And, and if you're bringing that home with you and then you're like kind of bossing your significant other around because you wear that hat at work, Nobody really wants to be on the receiving end of that. And it's exhausting for you because you never get a break from it and it doesn't work. So I almost have to ask the question. There's an old, old movie called Disclosure that had Demi Moore and, um, oh my God, Michael Douglas in it. Yes. And she almost references it as backwards of what you're saying. And I'm just going to, and I know that this is an actress playing a a part, but she says that you can't be a, a high level person inside of a company and then come back, come back home. And I'll word it my way. You can, I'm sure everybody will remember it who have seen the movie and just sit there and take it. But that is not what she said. So do you disagree with that standpoint in regards of toning or do you agree with not toning yourself down to some extent? I mean, do you feel that you have to kind of, we'll throw it back to like how wives used to be like in the seventies and the eighties. Are you thinking that level? Of kind of of going down like to that? I don't mean that in a bad way. I know that sounded terrible under my wording, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I think like, I really feel like for women and a lot of women might cringe, but just hear me out. I think that, that there's a lot to that 1950s ideal and the gender roles and, you know, we're wired for it. And that again, women we've been given all this freedom and that's amazing. And we want that for sure. We want to be able to go out and be as aggressive as we want in the workplace and get our goals. And there should be no ceiling. And, you know, I mean, I I was a product of that. I was raised that way, you know, with really no limits, but that doesn't work in a relationship with a man and a woman that takes a different dynamic. And so you have to understand that what's making you successful at work, if it's a lot of power energy and masculine, what I call masculine energy, you want to, you know, as a woman, you're competing with the big boys. You can't come home and expect to make your partner somewhat an adversary and have that work. So you have to decide who's going to balance it out. And when you have that perfect polarity between that masculine and that feminine, not only, you know, are you both going to be real happy, but the chemistry is incredible. You also will have a relationship that doesn't fizzle sexually. You're always hot for each other because there's that tension and that rub always going on. And it's super hot. So do you feel to an extent because you're changing how you are as a person that you're almost playing a character? In what perspective? Well, in whichever one, because you you could look at it either way. How you are at home can be a different variation of your character on how you are. Or when you're at work, do you feel that you'd be playing a part? Does that make sense? No. That is all me. It's all in there. It's just the flip side of the coin, just the exactly the other side of the coin, because there's a lot of, you know, when I'm, let's say if I'm on a construction site and if I'm running a big job, let's say a construction site and guys are guys on construction site sites, 
swear, scratch their balls, talk about stuff. If I show up and so kind, talk about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I have to evaluate, make sure everything's going right. And I need them to be responsive to me. If I'm showing up and I'm too, let's say, sexy or sexual, that's the vibe they're going to be picking up on. If I show up and I'm all business and it's like, they know when I come, when I step on, you know, when I'm in the building, like, I mean, business, it's time to put up or shut up. And, and also that if something's not done right, or we're not on time or whatever, over budget, I'm going to tell you straight up, you're showing me your work and I think it looks like shit. I'm going to tell you that fucking looks like shit. Rip it down, start over. That doesn't work. It's not going to be at home where, you know, I might be with somebody like, well, you know what? That didn't hit the mark, but hey, I'm happy to work on it. Like, you know, I think telling them to rip that shit down might be a better approach at home. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I mean, <laughs> no unless, it, unless, I, yeah, I mean, I, it's fun to be aggressive sexually too sometimes. Like, that's it. That's fun. I mean, it's just, it's all in there because there's, there's, I think again, where I think people, where I feel like women and I won't speak for men, but I feel like where women can get, we get confused. It's like, we don't also really realize how much power there is in our femininity and our softer side. And we forget that men can't really get that anywhere else. Women can get affection and attention and, and their needs met, uh, on an emotional level. You know, if you're a straight female, not sexually, but on an emotional level, you can get a lot of that from your girlfriends because we're so nurturing. Men have to have an outlet. Not very nurturing. (laughs) No, I mean they have to. You're their outlet for that, right? Right. And so they need that softness and that femininity, and they don't have anywhere else to go to express it, and they certainly don't want to do it outside of the home, right? Because again you're scratching balls, you're swearing, you're, you know, you're dudes being dudes and that doesn't work. You know, you can't be like, Hey buddy, I'm having a bad day. (laughs) Maybe you do, but you know, it's, it's, it's probably less common. So, you know, men really need that from women. And, and I think that if you're, if you're overlooking that your partner is really, you're leaving him with a big gap. And that's where I think women don't realize, you know, cheating starts happening and things like bad things, you know, things like that, because they're missing something. They're needing something from you. And if you're not going to give it, eventually a starved dog will go eat somewhere else, you know? So I love how you word that a starved dog will actually well, go eat somewhere. I know it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. You, I have this, you know, anybody that's listening to my show knows where I stand on this. I, first of all, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm big on openness, honesty, communication. I think if you are going to be lying to your partner, you just don't have any business being in a relationship, period. If you can't put on your big girl or big boy panties and communicate, then let that person go find someone that can, can. But on the same token, women will withhold, they'll withhold their sex a lot and men need that that physical touch and all that is super important. There, men are really wired for it. Women need it too. We need it just as much, but it's easier. Not for, not for three and a half years. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, but, but I think it's easier for us to withhold right. it or turn it off or whatever. And again, so, you know, if you're not connecting with partner or making an effort to connect with your partner and you're withholding that and even worse, you trap the guy in a sexless marriage and then you, you expect that he should just put up with it just because you no longer feel like it, I think that's cruel and unusual punishment. And he's probably most likely going to go behind your back. And so don't get upset when he does, because you can't, he didn't sign up for, you know, a life of no sex. So do you think that monogamous relationships are non-existent now? 
I think it's hard and it takes a lot of work and people don't want to, people fall down on wanting to put the work in, but I don't, I don't, A, don't think it's impossible, but I also think there's a, there's a reality that people don't want to address that everything changes over time. And what do they say? The only two, two guarantees is death, you know, death and taxes. Unfortunately. <laughs> everything's constantly changing and evolving. And especially when you're married for a long time, you're not the same person. You know, you guys are trying to grow together. There's so many different options other than being dishonest, you know, and going behind someone's back. So if your sex lives aren't matching up or your drives or whatever, you have to figure out a solution together that works for both of you. And if somebody just doesn't want to do it, then they should allow their partner to go outside of the relationship if that person still wants to stay with them, married or whatever their commitment is. You know, you just have to negotiate what works for the two of you. And people, again, like I said, they just, they don't want to address the elephant in the room, which I think is crazy. Like I, you know, like how could you be with somebody and not have sex and just not then even talk about it? You know, like, Hey, we're not having sex. (laughs) So what do you think about open relationships then? Do you think that this should be something that's on the table almost immediately if you're running through that scenario? And then if you are in an open relationship, is that a discussion that you have on what you're doing with another person? with whoever your main partner is, if that makes sense. When you say a discussion on what you're, ha- you're doing with right. your Right, so you mean how, how much detail do you want to give that? Yeah, listen, I believe that what goes on between two consenting adults and what works for them, more power to them. All right, well, a very special thank you to Samantha at Sext in the City podcast and Jay Allen of The Jay Allen Show. Both really, really fun, great interviews for me. I appreciate them. I salute them and really am in awe of, you know, the hard work and also the talent behind what they're doing. So if you guys, again, just don't be shy. Uh, Those were not the full episodes. Those were just little teasers. Those were just the warmups. I mean, the actual like dirt and nuggets and stuff that we get into, I left that out. Sorry, because I want you to go and listen to the full episodes. I will have a link in the show notes for you guys, or you can just Google their podcast. They will be on iTunes, of course, and most major podcast syndicates. So they're not hard to find, but I do, I would love it. I would take it as a personal favor to me if you guys would give them a five-star review. They would really appreciate it. I know they haven't, they're not expecting it. They don't even know I'm really They don't actually know I'm republishing parts of this, of their interviews, but it's just really kind of a way to say thank you because I always appreciate hardworking people in this industry. And it's so much fun to be able to sit down and have someone interview me instead of the other way around me just talking by myself. And I love what comes of it. I love the little bits of Layla-isms and the zingers and the things that they pull out of me that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I was going to talk about this, but here we go. So anyway, well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope everyone's staying safe, happy, healthy. Love you guys. And as usual, of course, I would love a five-star review on iTunes. If you want to leave me one, please feel free please, please, please. It helps a lot. It really does help our rankings and means a lot to the podcasters. So I would take it as a personal favor if you just took a few minutes 
and left me a five-star review on iTunes. And you know, I love any feedback you want to give me. I just love getting your voicemails. I get back to each and every one of you personally. Super easy to leave me one. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, click on the pink tab on the right-hand side, leave me a voice memo, and I will be getting back to you with my personal answers to your questions, my uh, questions for you on your thoughts. Sometimes we have follow-up and we go back and forth. It's very fun. So uh, don't be shy. Let it rip, guys. All right, everybody. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.